Hi there, Daryl here. Mission Control episode 20. Today on the podcast is Jen Adams, uh, who is a BSL activist. Um, BSL stands for Breed Specific Legislation. It's basically a piece of legislation um, that has passed in Australia, uh, which allows um, certain breeds of dogs to be deemed dangerous. Um, so she's going to talk a little bit about that, and we're going to kind of talk about why that's a bad thing, and also why that has proven to be a failure um, with countries like the US and the UK um, getting rid of those laws. Um, but funnily enough, as usual, Australia's a bit late uh, in catching up with the rest of the world. So we're going to give Jen a quick call, and we're going to have a quick chat about breed-specific legislation. The Mission Control Podcast. Hello. Hi, Jen. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? God, that was great. <laughs> that took a while, but we finally got it. Finally got yeah. it working. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, um, a friend of mine uh, referred me. Uh, to you and and said that you've been doing some interesting things with uh, with the BSL. Um, yes. Are you able to to maybe just give us a rundown on what you kind of do with um, the BSL and I guess your involvement with that sort of activism? Okay, I'll probably just uh, backtrack uh, maybe twelve months. Sure. Um, a girl on our on our committee called uh, Ashley Lease was uh, is the author of a petition that was circulating on Facebook, um, and this particular petition was to oppose um, the the actual specific laws that uh, op- you know uh, blame certain breeds um, or that are addressed towards certain breeds. So um, you know, for instance, the government is saying that they have a pr- pr- propensity to attack. So there are specific laws for that addresses these particular breeds, which is the American Pitbull Terrier. Um, uh, there are five breeds, but it really only affects the American Pitbull Terrier yep. because the other ones don't ag- exist in Australia. They've um, and, and the American Pitbull Terrier, by the way, hasn't been imported in Australia since 2002. So right. there aren't really that many pure breeds around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so – but anyway, I've digressed a little bit, but this petition <laughs> did – did actually, um, you know, oppose the the proposed amendments to the WA Dog Act. All right, so um, I was in a position where I wanted to do some community work, and it was just a split moment at, at that point of time where I thought, well, this uh, this is an opportunity to to help Ashley um, and to really get the word out to the community because I know that. Um, a lot of people, and even it still stands, that the majority of Western Australians or even Australians don't know what breed-specific legislation is. Um, so that was the moment that started really um, the moments that we, you know, we never looked back. It just really yeah. moved forward quite quickly. Um, and it, it, I started a fan page and then people were uh, requesting the petition through the fan page and then a committee was formed and everybody on the committee has a task, you know, to like I'm the chairperson and then there's a secretary. Um, there are certain 
people that just help make decisions and contribute with, um, you know, spreading the word, etc. Um, we started to raise money as well because the campaign started to to cost quite a bit of money. Mm. Um, my other my my other half and myself have put towards you know nearly ten thousand dollars of our own own money. Um, wow. Because yeah, it and and donating stuff as well because we had uh, um, online auctions and and then there were, you know we had fundraisers and and Facebook started costing quite a bit of money, um, you know and then we were doing media releases and just really getting the word out uh, and uh, you know one thing led to another we've we've um, attached ourselves to stakeholders. Um, one particular person uh, by the name of um, Ken Stores, who was who's been absolutely, um, you know, priceless at, with advising us and helping us uh, uh, with the, the legislation and explaining the ins and outs and uh, just basically being the policy advisor. Yeah, I've read his uh, little little spiel on on Facebook. Um, yep. His response to that. Um, the the um, what the minister for the local government had issued uh, regarding BSL and that was pretty pretty informative as well and that was posted on Facebook and that's what people don't really realize is that if you want to run a campaign on Facebook it does actually cost money to do that yep yep it it does it it, it costs money for sure and um, because Facebook doesn't doesn't deliver all your posts to 100% of your um, fans. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so it, it kind of ranks them in. Uh, it kind of prioritizes people that have um, either well, clicked on that page or, or um, have visited that page, and so you you're only reaching about 40 to 60 percent of your actual fan base. Yeah. Well, actually, the latest latest information is saying no more than. Um, Ten percent to sixteen percent. Oh wow! Right. Yeah. Mm. So and and it basically works on um, the algorithm. So if they've got interests that you're sparking on your page, then it will go to their newsfeed. So that was really something that got tighter and tighter and tighter because that happened during the campaign. Mm. They changed a lot of things. So you know we had a few um, physical fundraisers, meaning that you know we got people to um attend a fundraiser night and uh, a couple of times and that that was really good and there was lots of people that came forward with donations and and then there were online auctions and really WA people were so generous really it was they just got it you know the people that knew about us they got it and it, it you know and they knew that it cost money I mean we also have pamphlets um, so you know we needed to get them printed up and um, and then we, we invested in merchandise so that, that our merchandise could could spread the word. So in the form of stickers and t-shirts and mm, yeah. and then wristbands, etc. And so you know the money's still uh, we still have money there just waiting to um, basically go to to um, the second phase of the campaign, which we're actually in a static mode right now. So um, and basically that that is because the laws passed on. On the twenty fourth, I'm pretty sure it's the twenty fourth of um, no, uh, October. Mm-hmm. Uh, not without any drama in Parliament. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was really interesting because um, you know the the current form of the propo- the proposed amendments uh, were a, a a liberal initiative. Okay, so even though it was a ten year. Um, 
project for the government to to amend the current laws. Um, you know, it was it was a, a compilation of of multiple you know uh, well parties. Okay, so but the current form was basically the a liberal initiative. Mm. So um, you know they were moving to ban the American people terriers. So there's no sale, no uh, no breeding, no um, exchange of ownership, which basically sparked off a lot of emotions within the community. No, no it, importing as well, right? I think. Yeah, there hasn't yeah. been reporting since 2002. Right, okay. So, so you've got to ask, well, uh, all right, I'm going to say something here now. I'm not accusing, all right, but I'm going to say something. If there's so many American people, Terriers, that they're worried that are out there, then how the hell are these dogs getting into this country, all yeah. right? Yeah. Is there an issue at customs? Yeah. Right? So, you know um, – I, I know there are some out there, but there's not there's not that many true American pit bull terriers. And quite frankly, in the community, you have people saying, "I've got a pit bull," and you've got people like Bill Bruce, which I'll talk about, um, you know, shortly. You know, when he was here, I showed him numerous amounts of of, of pictures of so-called American pit bull terriers, and people don't even know what they've got. Mm. So yep. really, at the end of the day, if people are registering their dogs as an American Pitbull Terrier, it could actually be a death sentence for that dog. Yeah. Now, our WA laws are not as bad as the Victorian laws. I mean, they're, they're just draconian and so backward and they haven't achieved zilch. They're just – they've still had dog attacks since 2011 and, and it's just cost the community so much money of, um, because the government's had to um, – uh, pay out for dogs that won court cases, mm. right? So, um, so having said that, you know our laws are not as bad. However, the the part of our laws that we were really strongly opposing was the no transfer of ownership and the breed blaming. All right, we, science science tells us that dogs are of one species. Basically, that's that is the deal. They are. One species. Mm, the the so, the the breed of the dog doesn't determine necessarily no. any form of behavioural patterns that they might have. That's right. Yeah. And and science that's been provided by Ken Stores. I mean, he's an animal companion lecturer. So I mean, he's basically the the pit stop of of where you know people learn to be a dog trainer in WA. So, um, you know, and. I can't mention any more of that because uh, there could be a, a conflict of interest there. Sure. So, yeah. That's okay. so yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know, we on his advice and he's given us lots of advice and you know and his colleagues as well and you know the science shows you know they're, they're one species and 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 basically what what happens is you, the, the socialization um, also that means with dogs and humans um, the the um, the, the atmosphere, like you know, that they that they're kept in, like the surroundings, um, also their training, mm, um, yep. you know, it actually contributes to the character of that dog. Definitely, now, yeah. Now you mentioning genetics also is is um, you know involved in that process of how a dog is and their personality is formed. Um, and that's a very, very, um, I'm told, is a very um, complicated issue, the genetics. But however, some, if we use that, that um, topic that some dogs can actually act out and be aggressive in a situation because they might be sore, they might be sick, 
they might have an ailment of some sort and it makes them it makes them do that yeah. um you know so if if they're in that state and a child comes up and does something that they're not comfortable with then that's the natural behavior for that dog at that point in time mm. so every dog is an individual all right um you know and and i mean my old dog um is 17 and a half years old and she's she's acted out on on the puppy when we got it so and that was because she's full of arthritis. So, you know, all dogs can have something wrong with them. And so that, that actually is involved in the genetics of the dog. So when dogs are put down because they've actually attacked because of a reason, um, you know, w whatever, and the council says that they, they have to be put down, um, there's no test done on, on whether the dog has – any health, any any health issues yeah. at the time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's never ever a consideration. So the new amendments doesn't consider that as well. Mm. So going back to you know the 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 breed blaming, um, we we lobbied the government um, with Ken and we also had um, spoken to a number of politicians and 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 the process of lobbying is is really not it's not easy. And, and it really showed us how disconnected the public is from the government. Mm. It's not a joke. It's really hard to do. Um, and basically you have to find politicians that are on your side, inform them with science in this case. Um, and, you know, and we worked with Lisa Baker, um, Lynn McLaren, and I, I, I can't thank them enough. Their professionalism and their listening skills and their passion – was amazing um and you know the drama that i refer to in 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 parliament as the laws were passing i mean it was probably the second to last debate that they had in upper house and uh a liberal by the name of um simon o'brien who who's quite passionate about the laws and and took a lot of interest in it um kind of stood up and, and challenged whether what they were pu pu you know passing through Parliament was the correct thing to do. Are, are we really um, considering if all this is correct and, and the right thing to do? Because we were they were basically going to say that there are dogs there that are registered as an American Pitbull Terriers that come into unfortunate circumstances that are no fault of their own, not even through any aggression, cannot be rehomed. Now, mm. understand the consequences of that, you know, and the mental, um, you know, uh, consequences on the person that owns that dog. Now, everybody has a, an issue that arises in their life that it's it's not their fault of own. Unfortunately, people lose their houses. Unfortunately, they have to, or they or they lose their jobs and they have to move to a smaller accommodation. That dog needs to be rehomed. Now, yep. there are crossbreeds, and it doesn't only just affect uh, pure breed American Pitbull Terriers. It it does. I didn't mention before, but it does affect the crossbreeds. You know, these people they they can have guilt that they've put this dog in this situation. So there was a number of um, amendments that Lisa Baker moved in the lower house. Um, one, one only got approved, um, and that was through us. Uh, when, when we, oh, we actually spoke to David Templeman as well. Um, I forgot to mention his name, who's amazing as well, and he's a member from Mandurah uh, Labor. And 
he he did when we spoke to him he did say look you know the current laws had not been reviewed in in 37 years or so it was don't quote me on that figure but it'd be close to that and then we thought no we can't deal with having these laws pass and no review so then a five-year review was um, moved and passed which is huge um so you know literally we've got five years to act within the community and try to try to influence um better ideas etc yeah so um when when it did move to upper upper house and the and the actual <laughs> and the and the actual drama on the second to last um, debate, Simon stood up and, as I said before, you know, and, and did question it. And then he he basically um, realised that a lot of the the amendments that Lynn McLaren were moving was just getting knocked back by um, the leader of the op- opposition. So, you know, that or the representative of the opposition, and she you know, that was Helen Morton. Um, I'm, I've got to say that our observation of her contribution to to the debate was um, full of lies. She lied, 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 lied all the way through it just to get this bill through. So that's why he stood up. I'm not saying he realised she was lying, but he, he knew that it was unfair in places. So one of the things that Lynn wanted to push through was um, that uh, a, a – a course be available um, for American pit bull terriers to do <clears throat> so that they can pass um, on their particular character and live in the community like any other dog because there are restrictions on these dogs also so they need to be muzzled. There has to be signs all over your house and special fencing so no no child up to the age of seven can put their fingers through, etc., etc. Um, and that wasn't allowed. So Simon stood up that particular night. It was getting quite late. He says, well, um, I'm going to move, you know, an amendment. And then basically he sort of went on to say, well, it's too late now to to really address this. Let's adjourn till tomorrow. Um, And everybody agreed on that, which was fantastic. And at this point in time, the Minister for Local Government, Tony Simpson, was watching this in Parliament and he realised that that – there needed to be some sort of, well, an aspect of fairness to rehome the, the American people terrier so that the laws were actually going to um, allow rehoming only under these circumstances. All right, you ready for this? <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, you, the owner would have to die uh, and a member of the family would agree to take on the dog. All right, so right. H- how, many, how many times is that going to happen? Mm. Or the person the owner would need to be incapacitated and then it can be rehomed so right okay yeah so then the so then what when they did adjourn the very last time um uh simon o'brien had actually put a put a uh, moved an amendment to have a third um option for a rehoming an american people terrier and that would be for the minister to um approve the circumstances and it was approved, and that was a huge win. Like seriously, in in the world of ch- putting amendments through any bill for animal welfare, which is never do- never approved, we actually got two amendments. Right. So so lobbying does work, um, 
uh, to a certain extent, you're never going to you're never going to stop the laws from passing. You you just need to push and push what you can get. So mm. and it, you need you need certain yeah. people on on your side as well, like you said before. Yeah. Um, yeah. How there's a, a a real disconnect from what the public can achieve on their own. You really do have to get people yeah. on the inside to actually listen to yeah. to the results. Um. So I just want to bring it back a little bit to, I guess, for people listening. Uh, what what BSL is essentially um, it, is it more based on the uh, appear? I think that's one of the downfalls of the legislation is that it's appearance based. Yeah. So you're basically judging the dog, and and as you said, um, a lot of American pit bulls have been registered as that, and they're not really that breed. Yeah. So. Um, so there, yeah. there's there's already a, a, an inconsistency there with the with the legislation if we can't even properly identify the actual dog yep. in yep. the first that, place. That's exactly right. So visual breed identification shows that even they've got you know there's research that shows there are you know top professionals in the industry just couldn't even get one percent right. Mm. You know, and and it was it, and and you're right there. That is the, the huge inconsistency here. Because the rangers, even you know, we have nothing against the rangers. We know that they're the, they're the people that don't write the laws. That you know, they don't make them up. They they have to actually breed identify a, a dog. If they cross paths with a dog, like they're not just going to rock up to your house and go, "I think you've got an American People Terrier out of the blue," um, and come and seize your dog. You're right. So. Um, they, if something happens and they they question the breed of a dog, that that can influence it. That if the, if you cross paths with it with a ranger, but you know there are so many you know the wrong types of people sell puppies and call them that. They think they are that, but they're they're not. All right. Mm. So yeah. So yeah, there, there's a lot of inconsistencies. There is no Australian um, uh, National uh, Kennel Council. Uh, breed for an American uh, people terrier. They're not registered with the ANKC, mm. right? So they're, they're not a recognised breed. So if you look at this as a technicality, they are a phantom dog. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. There, right? there's, there's a lot of yeah. There's there's a lot of legislation around that breed, yet there is no real yeah. official breeding of that done yeah. in Australia or importation yeah. either. So yeah. yeah, you're right. It's kind of like this. Um, I don't know this sort of evil character that that's just been made up, kind of. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the BSL has been trialed in the US and and the UK, and it, mm-hmm. it's proven to be a failure. Um, why Why do you think it is that that where I guess Australia is not as up to date as as the other parts of the world? I just think they've got quite a narrow. You know, the government's got quite a narrow mind where they won't look outside of Australia and what's working. Um, you know, Italy is, is an example. I mean, they had, oh, I think they had about 90 breeds on their list or something, um, and they've they've just gone and, and appear, uh, repelled BSL altogether. There is no BSL over there. There is, there is actually not one paper, not one study in the world that can show you that BSL has worked. Mm. There is nothing. Um, yeah. There's, um, it's a smokescreen law. You see, the government need to show face. They need to show that they've got strength in, in telling people what to do. And if they can blame, blame a breed 
for doing things wrong, then the haters are looked after. This is the way, this is just what this law does. The people that complain about dog attacks, the BSL is their answer. It's yeah. an answer to shut those people up. But mm. if you look at if you look at the whole thing, you know, when you know, a lot of the, the people that 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 hate that well, how can I put this, that want dog attacks to stop, and they're not necessarily dog lovers either, um, you know, they think we're crazy people that are just trying to save the American people terrier and you know and, and we're just these activists that just love this dog that is killing everyone. Mm. Um, it's not it's not anything like that. We're on everybody's side and we're trying to tell everyone that, you know, th that dogs are unnecessary in society. I mean, there's a lot of research that shows that there is, if, if you have a dog in your life, your medical bills will be lower than people on, on the average that don't have dogs. Yeah. They reduce stress. They, they, they are a necessity and, and – you know, they're also something that you need to be responsible for. You know, in on all counts, from their health to their to what your dog gets up to. So, one thing that that is absent from anywhere in the world that has breed specific legislation and also have dog attacks w while these laws are in place is education. Mm. All right. So, when education is missing is the missing link with the community being told you must not have one of these dogs. They don't listen. The, the people don't listen. I mean, the laws passed on the 1st of November, uh, sorry, the 24th of October and took effect from the 1st of November. Um, I have people reporting to me that they're seeing signs out on the street corners for, with saying that American pit bull terriers are for sale. Nobody cares. Mm. You know, the, the the type of people that sell these dogs will never listen to these laws. But it's it's a little distressing for us that, that know the laws inside out because, uh, the, you know, the, the new laws actually will allow um, a bitch and her puppies that are believed to be um, of type to be seized. Mm. Okay. Just and by appearance, just by the yeah. the, poss the possibility that yep. they might be American yep. pit bulls. Yeah. Exactly, and they can be seized. Um, and you tell me, with the government, the <laughs> the minister for local government, Tony Simpson, says to the community that no dog will be um, killed as a result of these laws. So you tell me where these puppies and and the bitch is going to go when they're seized. They can't go into rescue into rescues or um, or shelters and keep them there because they can't be rehomed and they and they're full. Mm. So there's a lie and there's a bit of propaganda happening there. So um, you know the visual thing and and the BSL just doesn't work. Um, and 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 it is a smokescreen law and and basically. That the education is missing, and that's yeah, what and that, that's one of the, the the real dangerous things about these types of blanket laws is that it it really it punishes the wrong person, and in, in this case, it's it's the dog. Yeah, and it takes it also takes the idea of responsibility away from the people that own these dogs as well. Correct. Um. So, 
Um, just quickly, um, with with Bill Bruce, um, I know he's done a lot of work. Well, I guess for for people that know that don't know what the Calgary model is, um, are you able to maybe touch on that um, a little yeah. bit? Or sure, um, Calgary has okay. Bill Bruce is a gentleman that came out to Australia, and we brought him out to um to speak to government and and stakeholders and the public actually. Um, and he was he was a ranger there, so he's now retired. And he was also director of animal and bylaw services of Calgary. So basically, you know, Bill's a very talented man, and his 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 communication skills are, are beyond anyone that I've I've spoken to. He's amazing. He had the ability to speak to the community, and then form laws that they wanted. Now, the the community wanted less dog attacks. They wanted clean environments so people pick up the doggy poo, etc., you know, and yep. they they um what he did was he basically got feedback. He then um you know, then the laws were were put in place and people were told why because there was education placed into the community. Also, kids had education in school, so there were school programs, uh, programs within the community. There was also programs especially for American people, terrier owners. Um, so maybe that, I think the purpose of that would have been that, you know, it would have been attracting perhaps some of the, the owners that thought that they were quite a trophy dog, you know what I mean? Mm. So, um and it, and it worked really well. They it, it, the Calgary model is actually more of a program. And 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 when you register your dog, and mind you, um, microchipping, uh, sorry, sterilisation is not a um, is not law there, by the way. And and people just took it upon themselves to to sterilise their dogs and and microchip. But um, so they have a program. So you register your dog, and you you basically get a card, and you get discounts for numerous, uh, you know, uh, shops in, in the community. So your registration's actually been paid for really quite quite soon, you know, because a lot of those, uh, what do you call it, um, discounts are up to 30%. So people thought, well, hang on a minute here. We're actually getting um, rewarded for being a responsible owner, okay? Now what they found was compliance went up to 97%. Mm. So Bill's philosophy is that those people that were doing the right thing, we don't know, we don't really care what you're doing because you're doing the right thing. We're staying out of your face, and we're now going to deal with a three percent. Guess what? Um, you know th those those three percent that were getting fined, and and getting fined again, were getting fined even more, and then and then the fines go up on a sliding scale, and you just basically lose your dog eventually. But you know, it was – they're laws that work because they were – like you said before, they, they were they're, – they're actually rewarding responsible ownership and that's when people want to play the game. And that's when the, the incentive is yeah. is placed. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, we – I had a, a, a school teacher on um, a couple of podcasts ago who's a, a good yeah. friend of mine and, and he, he says that – you know, which which I agree with as well. Um, education is is so valuable valuable because you mm -hmm. you um you incentivize the idea of being responsible, and if you reward that positively, the community can then really you know get its stuff together. 
Um, mm. and, and unfortunately, now we're, we're penalizing people and, and the actual animal itself. Yeah. Um, and and not really thinking about the repercussions and, and where it's all headed. So exactly, exactly. And you know, Bill Bill did some amazing things in Calgary. And you know that his he has a saying there too that you know if you if you're if you have a pit bull and it's registered and and it's not doing anything wrong and you know and it's living in society quite normally then it's none of the government's business. <laughs> you know and mm. and. Everyone loves that saying because it just makes so much sense. Um, and it, there, there are so many dogs there that basically, not in Calgary, but I mean, there are so many dogs that do bite here in Australia that are not American people terriers. Mm, Jack Russell's. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you could use them. Golden retrievers. Golden retrievers are a huge um, scorer on biting. But, but, yeah. but why? Okay, why are they? They're a family dog, so they're more than likely going to be around a child. So you know, their their statistics go up because you know there's an ed- edu- education issue there. You know, the kids are not being told because the parents don't know. So you know, there needs to be things definitely implemented in schools, and that's one of my passions for the future with this campaign. We really want kids to be involved and and somehow you know programs are implemented and 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 they did that in calgary they used fake dogs you know like a big stuffed toy because once you use real dogs you you just the kids don't listen to a damn thing you say so Mm -hmm. it was really interesting how they approached the, the the program so you know the calgary model is basically a program and they they um they educate um and then and then enforce Mm, and reward so, as well, yeah. Yes, and reward, yes. Yeah. So, and and when Bill came here, he did speak to um, the RSPCA and some, and also the public and also some decision makers. And and his program is well received. I mean, one of the downfalls on implementing it here in 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 WA is that you know we have all different councils. Where over in Calgary, Calgary is one, right? So it would have to be a slow process or a pilot, which is what. Um, we would we're, we're working on the future and it's really difficult at the moment because you know the amalgamation of councils is really holding this whole idea as idea up because they can't respond to this this is not a huge um, concern for the councils their concern now is to get that all finalized all their uh, you know um, amalgamation etc and then in the new year i'd say we'd have more more focus from them um but yeah to have a um perhaps a suburb or one council and just do a pilot calgary model and then hopefully you know once you once you actually put in a program in a school it's really common that other schools say well how come you've got this awesome thing and we don't Mm. and and then it, it, it will – if there's anything good that's happening, news will get around and, you know, so – and I, I actually think that well, we have five years. Um, you know, there are a few hurdles, you know, like collating statistics, um, but we would have to collate our own statistics. So, you know, but Ken's there to help us with that and, and hopefully there'll be things in, you know, put into place in the future that 
will take a, a, a huge, huge role, yeah. So, mm. so um, how many, you're a dog owner yourself, um, how many dogs do you have? I've got two. Two? Um, yeah, one's an old lady, she's, <laughs> she's 17 and a half, Marzi's, she's a crossbreed Staffy Bull Terrier and she's, um, well, for her age, fighting fit with arthritis, but she's been dealt with that, so, you know, the vet's been looking after her and Harley's an American Staffordshire Terrier. Um, and he's he's just turned two, and uh, you know he's a powerful dog, and it's a cousin to the American Pitbull Terrier. So that they that's that's why you know we I don't have a restricted breed, but it is actually kind of close to home because a puppy American Pitbull Terrier without papers is at huge risk of these laws. Yeah, yeah. Because of how they look. Yeah. So you know, and and then when you get your dog microchip, because it is now law by by th- by three months, a puppy after the first of November needs to be microchipped. So you have to um, then you know rely on the vet to go, to agree with you. Yes, it is an American Staffordshire Terrier. I mean, some of them. I don't look. They're not for these laws. We do have support from the AVA. Um, and uh, in fact, some members of the, the two vets that the president of the um, Australian Veterinary Association here in WA is um, came to to Bill Bruce's seminar, and they were very positive on supporting the model and and Bill Bruce's ideas and and what we do. So we do have their support. And RSPCA is right behind us. Um, and a few other stakeholders and you know so if you if you believe, and if you if you're confident, you believe that there's a way, you're gonna find it, and it's just the way it is. You know, mm. if you if you're negative on things, then it's just gonna fall. It's just going to crumble. So just gotta stay positive. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and I think it's just unfortunate that there's so much uh, misinformation, especially on the part yes. of the media. Um, yes. If if you asked, like even if I were my my mum's really not a dog person or an animal person, yeah. But um, it, it's just strange that even if I were to ask her, what do you think a dangerous breed is, she would probably say a pit bull or mm-hmm. an American pit bull. Um, and it's just it's really sad when when the uh, the media itself is is perpetrating this this misinformation, um, mm-hmm. and they, you know, obviously the. The, the big headlines are going to be grabbed by dog attacks or, or you know, focusing on the actual breed of the dog as yep. if that's a problem. And, and there's a lot of fear-mongering as well, yep. kind of that. Um, and so understandably, it's sad that, that the, the public are so misinformed and filled with, with fear rather mm-hmm. than actual results and, and actual statistics and actual information because they're simply not educated enough on, that, on, on the issue. That's correct. I mean, the media has a, a lot to answer for, and, and you, you, you bring up a really good point. I mean, I've read some research there that um, they did a study on, on media and dog attacks, and you had <laughs> you had up to, you know, 500 editorials. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was done in America on an American Pitbull Terrier attack, and if it was another breed, it would have about five. Mm. So... You know, therefore, people believe that it's only these. You know, generally believe that it's only these dogs that that um, you know will bite and attack. Now, the thing is, um, these dogs, yes, they've been used for fighting, uh, no doubt about that. You know, 
the, the wrong sort of people have uh, used them for fighting. But you have to look in 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 a dog fight, all right? There are, there are actually two people in or at least one person in the ring with the dogs. Now, if they were human aggressive, then those people would be getting hurt, okay? There, there's, they don't actually attack the, the human. The they have issues. They can, you know, they they have issues with the other dog in the ring. Mm, yeah. So you know, um, but you know, nobody hears about that. Um, and also, you know, the we're looking at, at stories in the paper or online, you know, with dog attacks, and we and we've been watching them very closely, and it's generally around about four or five um, different editorials by either the same paper or whatever um, before they get the breed right. So first, yeah. It, yeah, so first it starts off with an American pit bull terrier or pit bull and then it becomes something like a, a staffy cross. Mm. And and there's been attacks here in WA where the council's actually come forward and said, well, actually it's this. And yeah. Um, yeah, and oh, I can tell you the public go wild, and it, not not that I agree with it, but they're just so over it. You know, they'll go to the fan page like Channel Nine, Channel Ten, and and just let them have it. But I don't agree with doing that because, you know, you, you can't tell me that politicians don't watch social media. You know, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know that, but they just had enough, and that's just really misinforming the public and. So I think what a lot of the activists are really starting to realise now in Australia is that we need to search for the good stories. We need to show that these particular dogs have done so many good things, you know, and there are service dogs. There are, there are um, dogs that, that are of, these, of this particular breed in America that, you know, um, uh, you know do, do stuff with children, you know, like they, you know, they've – they pick up on their health issues or they've saved them from a, a, a another attack or whatever, you know. So we actually post a lot of the good good stories online just so that people can can read them. and mm, po Positive stories, yeah. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to, you know, negative energy yeah. all the time, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one thing that, that I found. I, I've been interested in getting a dog for a while. But it, it never occurred to me that the energy that you give a dog is what it's going to give back and it's what it's what it's going to grow accustomed to. So if you're in a negative headspace, the, the dog will feel that and it'll know that. And um, if, if, you, if you raise a dog with tension and, and pressure all the time and, and even abuse, it's going to come out with a lot of problems. Oh, but that, that the problem with this law is that it, it doesn't address that. It doesn't no. actually say, well, what is the history and, and how was the dog actually treated? It yeah. focuses on the actual breed of the dog, which is Correct. a complete red herring. It's not, it's not the right thing to be looking at. I mean, it's the equivalent of if, if someone were to, I, I guess, to an extent, it's almost like a form of racism, but with dog breeds. Yeah. Exactly. It's like saying a, a certain person of color is more more likely to to attack you, or, or exactly. you know, it's it's the exact same form of uh, discrimination, um, which is yeah. a bit sad. Um, so I, I know you have to go soon, um, but if if anyone wants to read up on BSL, um, is there a good website to to go to, or do do you have a website of your own? 
We do have a website. It is going to be constructed over the next um, X amount of time. I can't put a time frame on it. We, everybody that works with us is uh, a volunteer, but we, like I said, we're in a crossroads. So everything is going to be sorted over the next, um, you know, coming months. And uh, But there is enough information on there that you can read, and it's waabsl.com. WAABSL.com, yep. That's right, yep. And our fan page can be found on um, on Facebook, which is facebook.com backslash abolish BSL. Abolish BSL, yep. So if yep. you type that into the search field as well, you, you should be able to find that. Yep, yep. And yep. we're happy to answer any questions via email um, or just private message us on the page and, I, and we can just fill you in. The, the thing is that when you, you know, there isn't always, all the posts are not always very informative regarding the laws on the page because it's very dry. We, You know, nobody would read it, nobody. <laughs> so... Um, if anything comes up on the page, we, we quickly inform um, and people do ask us a lot of questions in private message, um, mm. you know, and if there's any situation that arises with your dog, get in touch with us as soon as possible. Yeah, um, definitely. Because it's the dog's her. life could be at risk yep. with these new yep. laws, which is really exactly. sad. Yeah. Exactly. Um, thanks so much for coming on and talking to me. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really good to see people like you that are I guess so committed to to um, putting out the correct information and, and trying to educate people in, in, in the community which is really great yeah well it's only fair it's the right thing to do I think you know yeah. I can't stand people being misled <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. definitely thanks so much for talking to me Jen no problem thanks for having awesome. me take care bye bye The Mission Control Podcast.